Hi, I'm Dr. Shana, and I'd like to wish you a warm welcome to season three of the Mental Wellness Practice Podcast. We all have mental health, and this is a place for you to learn practical tips to support your well being. Throughout this season, we've been looking at different dimensions of wellness, and we've been exploring how each of those areas affect your mental health, and in turn, how your mental health affects those areas. In this final episode, you're going to have an opportunity to put that all together. There are more resources in the show notes for those of you who want to dig deeper as always. And if you appreciate what you hear, I'd love to hear from you. Tag me on Instagram, Facebook, threads, or LinkedIn. And if you'd like to follow up, you can reach me at drshana.com. Thanks for learning and growing with me. Since this is the final culminating episode of season three, and we have been exploring different dimensions of wellness throughout this season, if you found yourself here and this is either your first episode or the first episode you're listening of this season, then I do encourage you to pause and go listen to the other episodes first because they're designed to help you as stepping stones to get to this culminating episode that you've arrived at now. And also some of you I recognize may have listened across different spans of time, and it might be helpful to also recap. With all of that being said, you can still take from this episode without listening to any other episode in the season. And maybe you listen here first and want to go back. So whatever floats your boat, but if you're feeling like you're missing some information, that might be a sign that you want to pause go back and then come back here. But the main gist of this season was to help you and remind you really that wellness comes in so many forms. We are mostly led to believe that physical health is health and it kind of just ends there. And throughout our lives, we learn that there's other areas that matter too. We covered physical a little bit, but we covered a lot of other dimensions throughout this season too. Maybe there were episodes that really helped you to highlight that there's an area of wellness that you didn't realize was important to you. And maybe the season also helped you to start getting those wheels turning and you realize, oh, there's a whole other dimension that we didn't get to cover. Because while the season was designed to help you explore lots of different dimensions of wellness, in no way do I think that it's going to encompass everyone's areas of wellness. That's something to think about. The first thing I encourage you all to consider at this point is how do you define wellness? You've had the opportunity to hear from lots of experts in their respective fields of how they define wellness, but what about you? And if you've been following through this season, how does the definition that you're thinking about right in this moment vary, or how is it really consistent with what you started out with this season? Maybe as we were going episode by episode this season, you may have found yourself already trying to sift through, this area is important to me, this area is surprisingly valuable to me, or I could see how this area affects me, but it doesn't matter a lot for my overall well-being. We are all so different, and it was intentional for us to explore these different areas that I think are in some degree important to each of us. 
that's my bias and I'll own it. Yet the prominence of each area I do think varies from person to person. I also believe that these areas may shift over time. You may think back to you 10 years ago, maybe even 10 years before that, and you can go into the future too, if you'd like with this little reflection, <laughs> but your wellness areas may not be the same. But to think about it right now, exploring the ideas that were presented to you from the different experts this season, and maybe additional areas that we didn't cover. What areas of wellness do matter for you and which areas are not that important in your life? Once you have that, then it's about priority. And this can be really challenging to answer in a broader sense. So you might want to whittle it down a bit of what areas are priority for me today, this week, this month, what have you. And it'll help you use the reality of having limited time, limited resources at large, right? Energy, funds. If all of our resources are limited, we can't just invest to a fully fulfilled realm in each area of wellness. That is idyllic, near perfectionistic, and I struggle to think that it's actually possible, especially in my line of work. However, knowing the nuance of what is important to you right now, and of course why, that can help you set better intentions. So again, give yourself some space to reflect on what areas of wellness are important to me in general, and out of those areas of wellness, what's most important to me right now? It's normal if you're struggling to come up with one area, that's not really what I'm looking for. I'm looking more for like a ranking system of in this moment right now, this area is important. I'll tell you, for example, uh, last week I was not feeling well and my son was not feeling well and it just kind of put physical, nutritional well-being to the top, top area of importance. Now, if you know me, generally speaking, while I do value those areas, it is not my top, top priority. Many times it's my mental health or my social well-being that usually compete for that top space. But contextually, that's what life had thrown at me at the time and that needed to change. So again, that's an example of why I was mentioning this gets really overwhelming if we look at it too broadly. So choosing a little bit of a time span can be helpful for you. I'll also share that that's the method that is used in the self-love planner. So if you find that that method really helps for you, it might be something that you want to check out. The next few prompts for you to practice help you to dive into each area separately. So by now you've reflected on what your wellness looks like, what wellness means to you and the various perspectives of wellness, physical, nutritional, spiritual, sexual, creative, what have you. And now I want you to kind of take one at a time and we're going to put it up close to take a deeper look. I want you to think about what does it look like when that given area is thriving? How do you behave? What emotions do you experience? 
beyond you, if someone were just observing you, someone's in your world and they notice you, how would they know that that area is thriving, if at all? And then go ahead and flip that over. In addition to knowing, why would you be able to see that those areas are thriving and signs that that area is thriving? What are some signs that that area is challenged or lacking? So from a mental health perspective, mental health if, is thriving many times, as we know, pours into a lot of other areas. You might be doing behaviors that are aligned with your values, with your goals, with your intentions. Your emotions may be more positive in general, but not necessarily. They might just be more balanced. You may have the ability to experience more challenge, more triggers, and still be able to come back to center. Those are some signs of thriving for mental health. And on the opposite end of the spectrum, signs that mental health is challenging, maybe challenging relationships, unhealthy thoughts, difficulty managing thoughts, rumination, obsession, jumping to conclusions, and emotional dysregulation. Now, I'm giving you some really broad examples here on purpose and giving you mental health examples, go figure. But I want you to take each area of your wellness and see the signs that each area is thriving and each area is challenged. Here's the next layer of that. Now that you've had that reflection on what does it look like when this area is thriving, zoom out just a slight bit. What is it or what factors support that area to thrive? So for example, if I use mental health once again, well, when my mental health is thriving, I'm able to better regulate my emotions. It's not that I'm not experiencing emotions and it's not that I'm free from negative or unpleasant emotions. It's that I'm able to come back to my center. What may support someone in that area is active counseling, having a solid support system, having access to therapy in general, having medical coverage, insurance coverage, the ability to pay for therapy, right? Having a supportive system in which people also value mental health and therapy. Maybe for each area, you'll find that these are your untapped accountability buddies, right? So when my physical health is really thriving, I notice I'm around this certain set of people. Well, are those the people then that you like to exercise with and you like to develop your physical health with? And that might be a good sign to add into your self-care kit. Now on the opposite end of things, you knew that was coming. Let's be honest. You've now looked at in each area, what's thriving and what is that surrounding support? Of course, I'd love for you to do the same for the challenging area. When that given dimension of wellness is challenged, what tends to feed into that challenge, right? So I'll give you a general example about spiritual well-being. When spiritual well-being is challenged for someone, perhaps they notice, well, I'm not even spending time in meditation, reflection, prayer. 
And if for that person, spiritual wellness also overlaps with religion or a wider realm of culture, they may notice, well, when I'm challenged, I'm not going to group experiences. I am not reading scripture or something like that. Giving some really arbitrary examples here, but hopefully those are helpful. Last, but certainly not least, share this experience with someone. So many times we see wellness as an individual experience, and you've probably heard me say it several times before, mental health is not an individual problem, and the solution lies in the collective. So if you're trying to expand your scope of well-being, and especially if this is jiving with you, if this is making sense, if it is shedding light on something that you have had in your blind spot for a long time and it's exciting to see this perspective, there's no reason that it has to stay with you. Don't gatekeep something that's working for you. If you have friends, loved ones, colleagues, neighbors that you also want to be able to see this expanded perspective, go ahead and share it with them. You never know how expanding your view of wellness can also help other people have a better opportunity to learn about you and to support you. In turn, through that exchange, maybe there's this wonderful opportunity also for you to learn about them and support them. Our individual wellness is our responsibility, but how different could the world look if we valued wellness and supported one another in our pursuits of well-being? Hi, I'm Dr. Shana, and I'd like to wish you a warm welcome to season three of the Mental Wellness Practice Podcast. We all have mental health, and this is a place for you to learn practical tips to support your well-being. Throughout this season, we've been looking at different dimensions of wellness, and we've been exploring how each of those areas affect your mental health, and in turn, how your mental health affects those areas. In this final episode, you're going to have an opportunity to put that all together. There are more resources in the show notes for those of you who want to dig deeper as always. And if you appreciate what you hear, I'd love to hear from you. Tag me on Instagram, Facebook, threads, or LinkedIn. And if you'd like to follow up, you can reach me at drshana.com. Thanks for learning and growing with me.